scripture text for today comes from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 through 14. For once you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what such people do secretly. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. And everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Sleeper, awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today we're talking about lying, saying things that aren't true. We're all familiar with saying things that aren't quite true, sometimes things that are totally untrue, little lies and big lies, because, well, how often do lies keep the world turning? Now, truth-telling is complicated business. I realize this. When someone asks, how do these pants look? And you say, honestly, they don't look very good. Sometimes that needs to be said. Someone needs to say it. But other times, other times saying, those pants don't look good, that is absolutely the horrible thing to say. You need to say, those pants look fantastic on you. Sometimes when someone says, how are you today? If you unload your laundry list of problems, well, evidently the seal on my washing machine is broken, and this morning it flooded half of my house, so there's that, and I've been having some back pain, like it just really hurts, and I don't know what's going on there. Too much truth. They're just trying to get your sandwich order. They're not trying to solve your life. But if you don't tell somebody about all of that stuff going on, the good and the bad, if you just hold it inside, that's not really very good either. Is it lying to say, I'm fine? Is it lying to say, those pants look fabulous? So what's up with lying anyway? When it comes to truth-telling, kids are the most fun. First of all, when they lie, they are often not very good at it. Mom comes in. What happened here? Well, um, see, um, I opened the door and a dog ran inside and he jumped up and he knocked down the lamp and it hit the TV and I told the dog to leave, but uh, he broke the lamp in the TV. So that dog just came inside. Uh-huh. When you opened the door. Yes, and I opened it because I was going out to buy you a present. <laughs> Kids can be the worst liars. The flip side of that is they don't know when to hide the truth. We heard this awesome story. A family was hosting some guests. The guests were commenting, I love what you've done with the place. It, it looks so nice. It's so polished and clean. At which point, the family's two-year-old points to the rug in the middle of the floor. Not under here. This is where we swept all the dirt. <laughs> and she pulls up the rug to show the dust bunnies and the crumbs. 
Children don't realize where we sweep the dirt is supposed to be a secret. Children don't realize that where we sweep the dirt is supposed to be a secret. The clothes shoved under the bed because you didn't have time to clean, those stay there. The secret you don't mention in, you know, company, that they don't know is a secret. They'll tell the world. My dad forgot to put the car in reverse and drove it straight into the family room by accident. Well, we're just telling everyone that we are remodeling. (laughs) Mom and dad, meanwhile, are trying to grab the kid and put their hands over his mouth. Kids do this all the time because they don't realize that where we sweep the dirt is supposed to be a secret, which I've heard can be incredibly stress-inducing. It's why parents' palms begin to sweat when all their children come down for the children's message. (laughs) Who's going to say this time that Netflix is mom and dad's free babysitter? (laughs) Who's going to tell them that mom's pregnant? Lift their dress to show their friends their new pair of underwear mom bought them? (laughs) Who's going to share where the family hides the dirt? Kids are dangerous in this way because sometimes things shouldn't be shared. But today, as we ask again what it means to receive the kingdom of God like children, we're asking this question. What are we hoping will happen when we hide the dirt? In this letter Paul wrote to some of his friends, he's really talking about the church. The whole letter is about being a community that is gathered together around Jesus. Not being individual believers, but a community of believers. For Paul, this isn't optional. To be a Christian is to be a part of Christ's family. To be a Christian is to be part of the life and mission of the church. So after talking about how to treat each other and being united and all this stuff, he gets to this section and he says, Once you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Jesus is the light, and by following him, you become a child of light. By following him, you become light. This is really why following Jesus can be so uncomfortable. He's sort of like that kid. He doesn't seem to understand that where we sweep the dirt is supposed to be a secret. The reason we stuck that under the rug is because it's ugly to look at. The reason we don't tell people about who we were is because it'll change how they see us. The reason we don't tell them what we're going through is they'll start to see us as weak or a failure. So we sweep the dirt under the rug. Sometimes things feel so terrible or so personal that we hide it from everyone. Not just from outsiders, but even those that care about us the most. Maybe we hide it especially from those who care about us the most. We hide it out of fear. What happens when our dirt comes to light? So instead, we shove it under the rug. So I come back to our question. What are we hoping will happen by hiding the dirt? I think we're hoping nobody finds out. One day you can sweep it out from under the rug and out of your life and nobody will know. But usually, usually it just lurks there. 
Whenever someone walks through the room, you catch your breath. What if they glance under the rug? What if they find out? So the dirt lurks and it grows. But Jesus, Jesus pulls back that rug and he says, well, looks like this is where you're hiding the dirt. Believe it or not, Jesus does not do this because he wants us to be ashamed. Jesus does not want to air our dirty laundry to make us feel terrible about ourselves. It is so profoundly the opposite. The reason a child throws back the corner of the rug and yells, this is where we swept the dirt, isn't to embarrass a soul. It's not to make their parents feel ashamed. It's quite the opposite. They don't see anything to be ashamed about. God knows you're hiding some dirt, some guilt, some sins, some shame. You've got it hiding under a rug. God loved you knowing that. God loved you knowing that. He chose you knowing that. And now God wants you to stop hiding the dirt because he knows that he can turn that darkness into light. But he can't do it if we won't pull the rug back. We've got to let the light in. Listen to the language of this verse because it is so intentional. Everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that becomes visible is light. Things get exposed by the light, and everything exposed is visible. What are we hoping is going to happen by hiding all our secrets? You're going to hide your past from God and he'll never find out. You're going to hide your shame from God and he won't notice. When we stop sweeping the dirt under the rug and let Jesus in, something happens. Because Jesus isn't just a light that covers over our sins and our shame. That's why we're afraid of it, because it will come to light. But Jesus, Jesus is something more than just a cover. Jesus doesn't just expose our dirt. He doesn't cover it with light. Instead, he exposes it and transforms it into light. Thing you were ashamed of by the power of God will become a source of light to you and to the world. In the end, I can't stand up here and preach on the lost if we won't admit that anyone is lost. I can't preach on transforming sin if we won't admit that we have sins and shames to transform. When I was little, I loved lipstick particularly red, but really any color would do. And my mom loved lipstick, too. So she would put on her morning berry lipstick, and in that moment, this one particular day, I decided I needed it. I needed this tube of lipstick. So she left it in the bathroom counter and walked out of the room. I went in, and I took it, grabbed the lipstick, and then I went and I stored it in my closet. Problem was, one lipstick wasn't enough. I wanted more, because not everything matched every outfit. So for a couple of weeks, I hatched this great plan to take all of the lipsticks that my mother owned, every one, but one at a time, because I'm stealthy. If I took one at a time, she wouldn't suspect anything. So I took one from the purse. Then she wouldn't find it. She'd just go to the bathroom and put on another one. Then I'd take one from the bathroom. 
Then I take the one that was in the car, one at a time, stowing all of these lipsticks in my closet. For a while it worked because she'd rummage through her purse and go, man, where did I put that lipstick? Must have left it in the bathroom. Had no idea that I was stealing them. Before long, I had a stash of lipstick in my closet, but there was a problem. I wanted to wear the lipstick. But to wear the lipstick would be to say, hey, mom, I stole all your lipstick. So I'd go into the closet, put the lipstick on, sit there by myself for a couple minutes, take it off, and then leave my room. Weeks later, I was sitting in the car with my mom, and again, she was looking for her lipstick. But this time, she actually couldn't find a single one. She turned to me and said, have you seen my lipstick? Nope. I said, I have no idea where they are. In that moment, because she is my mother, she knew that I was lying. As it often goes with stories like this, the truth came out a few short hours later, and I was in major trouble. The speech went something like this. It's bad enough that you were stealing my lipstick. You could have just asked to wear it. But the worst part is that when I asked you about it, you lied. If you do something wrong, at least admit it. We can't preach on transforming sin if we won't admit we have any sins or shames that need transforming. They will continue to hide in the closets where we stash them or under the rug where we've shoved all the dirt. And we will be forced to hide there with them in fear that our lives will be defined by our secrets. We self-inflict exactly what we're afraid of. Our lives become about keeping our secrets hidden. And hidden, the light cannot expose them and God cannot start the process of transformation So what are we hoping will happen by hiding the dirt? Our reputations might be damaged? Our pride might be shot? What happens when we actually hide the dirt? What happens is our lives shrink until they fit under the rug. And we end up believing that we would not be loved or accepted if people actually knew the truth. We end up shrinking our lives until they fit under the rug, only wearing our lipstick in secret. Stop hiding it. Stop hiding the dirt. It does not do anything but damage relationships and darken your soul. God knows There's dirt. Maybe it's time we pull the rug up and face it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.